I am William Alfred Sargent, a.k.a. Will Sargent, a.k.a. Sergeant Fuzz. This is my story from the beginning. The Sargents, that is Mum Olive, Dad Alf, Sister Carol, Brother Stephen and me, all lived on the council estate on Station Road in the heart of the village of Melling. The houses on Station Road were built five years after the end of the Second World War. A massive building drive was in full swing. The new government, led by the reinstated war leader, Winston Churchill, was rebuilding its way to a new future, after the six years of horror the European continent had just lived and died through. Our family moved to Station Road in 1952. I am reliably informed by my sister that we were the first family to be housed on the road. It seems my grandfather, Tom Sargent, who was a Justice of the Peace and a Rural District Councillor, was not averse to using his power to help his own family out. A crafty push-up the council house waiting list got the sergeants a new three-bedroom semi-detached, complete with front and back garden. They are solid houses, built of a brown brick. These bricks were used in the construction of a lot of northern council houses of this period. I'm not sure how a brand new sturdy house can become so shitty in such a short period. But by the time I was aware of these things, I knew our house was a bit of a dump. I do not think we were poor compared to others in the street. The truly poor were called povos, a slang word for poverty-stricken or skint. Though Melling is only eight miles from the city centre of Liverpool, it was still far enough away for us locals to be called woollybacks, a derogatory term connoting an intimate relationship with a farm animal. It never bothered me much. I like being a woollyback. At least it wasn't the old classic sheep shagger. A term generally reserved for the real rural folk. I always think of Melling as the place where Liverpool's sprawl ends and the countryside begins. In Liverpool, the perception of Melling was that it was posh. Well, it might have been in some parts, but not Station Road. We were the scum, the ruffians from the council estate. To be fair, there was a high proportion of nut jobs, criminals, wife beaters, drunkards and thugs, and that was just in our house. Even though Melling felt very rural, there was a great big factory right in the middle of the village, the BICC. This stood for British Insulated Calendars Cables. They made all sizes of electrical cables. Lorries, or wagons as they were called back then, would constantly be leaving the gates of the BICC, transporting these massive reels of wire all over the world. It seemed that most people in the village worked at the BICC, including many of my friends, mums and dads. The factory gave the village its own distinctive smell. A heady scent, best described as a cross between burning plastic and napalm, with a hint of licorice. Not unpleasant, and almost comforting. God knows what those noxious fumes were doing to our pristine lungs. Probably not that much, considering everyone smoked non-stop at the time. Senior service, capstan full strength, and good old woodbines or woodies as they were more commonly known. Siggies would be in the gobs or sandwiched between yellow stained fingers of just about every man, woman and child you came across. Not much time was spent worrying about what this passive smoke was doing to the kids. The village is carved up by the Leeds and Liverpool Canal. This exciting waterway was a playground for all the local children. It was always fun messing about down there that was only about three to five feet deep, a death trap by today's standards. But this was a health and safety free time, 
Kids would jump off bridges into the brown water. The canal was home to discarded barbed wire, old beds, bikes and general junk. The classic shopping trolley had not turned up at this point, simply because we had no supermarkets to nick them from. It's surprising that nobody got killed or injured. We were fish for tiddlers, sticklebacks, with nets on the end of bamboo poles. We would generally muck about, clambering across swing bridges or making rafts. Among the flotsam and jetsam of the canal, the occasional dead dog would float by. Back in the 1960s, dead or even still living old dogs would be best disposed of in the canal. Alsatians mainly would appear, their backs bald and blistered by the sun. These were possibly scrapyard guard dogs, too old, arthritic, and well past their growl by date. The sad and rotting beasts bloated with gas, floated high, bobbed in among the weeds, caught by the wind, sailing alongside the towpath, fly-blown ears drooping and sad. They made challenging targets for a canal-side scallywag like me, armed with a brick. You had to make your own entertainment in the olden days.